I am here with wife and mom of three and now author of a debut novel called Roots of Wood and Stone, Amanda Wynn. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. It is so great to get to talk to you. I read Roots of Wood and Stone this week, and I was so delighted. Um, This was quite the treat. It's billed as a romance, but this is such an awesome historical fiction, just generally wonderful story. We've got um, family lines, family history. We've got, uh, I guess we'll just explain it, shall we? (laughs) Um, We've got modern day Sloan Kelly is a museum curator in Kansas And she is a little bit obsessed with the past because she was abandoned as a baby and has no way to trace her own family roots. So she becomes entwined with Garrett Anderson when he brings some family heirlooms to the museum and they find themselves enamored with the uh, late 1800s diaries of prairie pioneer Annabelle Collins. And I just really love that we get to see all this rich history and all these great family dynamics all come together. And I just think, Amanda, that you did such an awesome job on this whole book. And I am so happy I got a chance to read it. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was definitely a delight. And it was a little bit cathartic for me as well because uh, Sloane has, there's a line in there where she says that, She's always been everyone's plan B, um, never anybody's plan A. And I am not everybody's plan B, but I spent years of my life grappling with the belief that I was, um, that I wasn't, you know, just, so it was just, it's something I've been working on in the past few years anyway. So it was just such perfect timing to get to read that and see through her eyes and, you know, see it relate to my own story. And I just thought that was so cool. God really works through everything. I he love does. It. Absolutely, he does. And this is why, you know, I always say, you know what? Fiction can still do so much for us. Um, sometimes I do talk to people who are like, well, I only read nonfiction because I read to learn. And I'm like, oh, me too. And that's why I read fiction too. <laughs> You're missing out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, you had said that um, this story was inspired by some true family history of your own. Did you want to share a little bit about that today? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, okay, so I am I am a native of Wichita, Kansas. Uh, I grew up here and went away to school and then eventually found my way back, like a lot of people from Wichita do. Um, my mom is a genealogist. She has traced our family history for over 40 years, and she found that we have very, very deep roots in our county, uh, Sedgwick County, Kansas. Um, there is a farmhouse that's uh, just a couple miles away from where I live that belonged to my great-great-grandfather, Francis Thomas Little, who was one of the original settlers in Sedgwick County. And he and my father-in-law, or not my father-in-law, his father-in-law, William Fletcher Stevens, he was another uh early pioneer um those two guys i combined elements of their stories and that was the inspiration for my past hero jack brennan so uh, the the farmhouse in the book is basically the farmhouse in 
Sedgwick County that my ancestors lived in. That's what inspired the whole thing. Oh, wow. That is so cool. My husband has um, a really great family history book that we've um, my mother-in-law sent to us, so we've been really enjoying that. Um, there's like someone in his family, um, not the Salem witch trials, it was in Cambridge, Massachusetts, but she was accused of witchcraft and she died in prison awaiting her trial. Wow. There's an abolitionist who um, did a lot of work on the Underground Railroad and he passed away before he ever got to see slavery abolished. Um, but just oh, wow. my son is particularly interested in that. And then, you know, when we were, we lived in Wyoming for a short while in Casper, Wyoming, and my mother-in-law had first gotten the book then. And so she called us one day and she said, Hey, this is really weird, but there's this, you know, person in the family and they used to have this hotel and it's, it's on, you know, your road and that we were living on. And we said, what? And so she gave us the address and we went down and we checked it out and took a picture and sent it to him. And we were like, this is so cool. I mean, the, the odds of that. That is cool. Yeah. So I, yeah. I love all the family history stories and I'd like to get some of mine together more, but I just think that's so neat. And I can absolutely see why that would inspire you to write about it. Um, well, it's, the, it's not just the famous people. Like I think Sloan says in the book at one point that, you know, yeah, the, the people that we read about in the textbooks, we they are there for a reason and they deserve to be known but like a lot of the real history is made by just everyday people that's right and that's kind of why i think discovering our family history is cool because like we don't have any famous people either but we have i mean what we have today is a result of what they did for better and for worse that's right that's right and that is a really cool you know, and it's neat to think that someday that'll be us, too. We'll be a part of that yeah. story. Maybe. I don't know. Some days right now it feels like, no, this is definitely the end times. <laughs> but in theory. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's not, then the generation that survived the That's pandemic. right. We've got a heck of a story to tell, if not. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I think I, I prefer to read about history than actually live through it. That's now right. That I'm living through it. It's like, man. No, yeah, let's just read about let's it. Just read about it. That's right. <laughs> well, I did have one more question for you about this story here. Um, I well, first of all, I wanted to share a quote, and then we'll move on. Um, I my okay. husband when he proposed, um, I am a word girl, and he is a man of few words, and so he didn't actually speak. He just slipped a ring on my finger, and so sometimes we, I tease him about it and tell him, you know, he still should probably propose to me. We've been married for 10 years, and I'll joke that, you know, it would, you know, I'm wondering if he's ever going to propose. So um, I'm going to read this quote, and I told him, see, this is what I need you to say when you propose. Um, this is what your past uh, hero, Jack Brennan, said to Annabelle Collins. Looking into your eyes, I'm lost, but at the same time, I'm found. Being with you feels like I'm on the cusp of a grand adventure, yet it feels like I'm coming home, too. Like you see me for who I was always meant to be. I just really loved that line. I've read, I've, I wrote it down, and I've reread it, and I've badgered my poor husband with it a few too many times, but that is probably my favorite line of the whole book. I'm a, I'm oh, a little bit of a romantic. <laughs> um, Jack's a pretty swoony guy, I think. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I, I really liked, I mean, honestly, I liked all the characters because I liked our, our modern day couple as well. But um, I, 
really was drawn, I find myself really drawn to the um, adoption or, or seeking out, you know, family history trope in general lately. And I think that maybe it might be hot right now because I do feel like um, the last few books I have read that, that kind of follow that theme, I think have been new releases. So I think it's something a lot of people are interested in. Um, but I felt like this one was just so well done. And I wondered if you have any, um, you know, ties to that. Is that just something that felt like you wanted to write, you know, felt fun to write about? Uh, mostly that, yeah. I mean, I am, I, I have grown up with a very concrete knowledge of my family history, thanks to my mom. Like, I know who my family is. I know where we came from. I know some of the things that my ancestors have done. I mean, I just feel like it provides so much context if you know that about yourself. So then I kind of got started wondering, what would it be like to know nothing? Like to yeah. not even know the names of your biological parents. Like, I, I just, I couldn't imagine living with such a huge hole in your knowledge. And so then I was like, well, let's explore that Well, it surprises me to hear that because, it, I mean, I don't either, but, you know, from what I can imagine of it, I do feel like you just wrote it so perfectly. Um, it, I mean, it, it, you know, I felt it. I absolutely felt it when Sloan would, would talk about it. So, um, and I actually uh, know someone personally who um, knew one birth parent, but never knew the other birth parent, never even knew their name. And that person, um, they sent DNA in to an ancestry site and there was a parent child match and they found their birth parent. You know, it's not usually the story you hear, wow. but just like that, the results came back and like, Oh, and, and you've got a parent child match. And so, um, the other parent, you know, reached out to them and, and now they have a wonderful relationship. Neither of them knew about the other one. Um, and they just kind of instantly bonded and, and they're making up for last time. And it was a really cool story. Um, yeah, that's very cool. And since then, you know, anytime I've read anything along those lines, maybe that's part part of why it just really moves me because the realization that, you know, there's a lot of people out there and we don't always think about it, but there's people all the time are running into somebody at the grocery store checking us out or somebody, you know, at the red light in front of us who lives with these questions and, and yeah, like you said, lives with this kind of hole in their knowledge of who they are and where they came from. And I mean, there might be some of you listening who, who, you know, grapple with that. But um, I really feel like this book just really did a wonderful job painting a picture of what that might feel like and, and how it might be like, you know, to live with that. So I thought it was just really well done. Thank you for writing well, thank it. You. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, before we go, I like to ask five, you know, rapid fire bookworm questions. So, are you ready for this? Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay do you prefer physical books or ebooks? Physical books, definitely. If you could only read one genre for the rest of your life, what genre would you choose? Ah, that's a hard one. Oh, gosh. Um, I would probably go with um, Christian split time since that's what I love to write. Oh, yeah. You know, that's my favorite right now. I go through phases, but right now that is definitely my favorite. All right. Are well, I mean, you... I like reading contemporary and I like reading 
reading historical and split time combines the two. It so does. I only have to pick one. Then That's I get right. Two in one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, do you use real bookmarks or do you just shove whatever you can find into a book? <laughs> I am a use whatever is convenient. I've used hair ties and nail files and receipts and dollar bills and <laughs> <laughs> it's that might be fun it's like finding a, a you know finding twenty dollars in your coat pocket the next winter and you go to open yeah. your book and go oh i can get a coffee <laughs> yeah okay and then i just wanted to know um do you read when you're writing okay so when you're writing your historical fiction time slip do you read those time slips while you're writing them or do you have to take a break I kind of have to take a break, not necessarily from a creativity standpoint, but just from a time standpoint. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because, like, I, I have a, a day job, too. I'm a professional musician, and so that takes a chunk of time, which is great. I love it, and I'm not one of those authors. Like, I can't wait till I quit, quit my day job. No, I love my day job. But oh, good. When I'm, I, I basically either have time to write or time to read. So when I'm actively writing, I don't read much. Yeah. Yep. I can definitely understand that. And and you're a mom and yeah, there's a lot a lot of you got a lot going on, a lot of plates spinning, right? <laughs> I do. Okay, the last one is do you have a favorite bookstore that you could recommend? I do. Um our Wichita actually does not have any locally owned Christian bookstores anymore, but the town of Newton, which is about a half hour north of where I live, they have a wonderful locally owned Christian bookstore called Faith and Life Bookstore, and it's in downtown Newton, and there's some great coffee shops nearby, and uh, Bethany, the owner of the store, she is just a wonderful person. She knows pretty much everything there is to know about Christian books. And it's just, it feels like a family when I go in there. I got to stop in, actually, this week. They got my books in, and I went in and visited my book on the shelf and got to sign a few copies, and it was just such a cool experience. You just, you can't replace the local bookstore. Oh, I agree. I mean, I, you know, I will go into a Barnes & Noble if I'm in a mall that has one. But yeah. there is just something about those locally independent or local independently owned bookstores that melt my heart. And they give you a feel for a, an area, too, because there's a lot of books in the world. You can't put them all on the shelves. So, you know, you, you're going to go to each of these different bookstores and, and find different books. And I just think that's a really cool experience. So, well, awesome. I have a big family road trip coming up this uh, summer, and I think we might be going... Um, through Kansas for part of it so um, oh, I'm not cool. sure on the map I haven't you know I'm not completely familiar yeah. with Kansas geography but if we're going through there I will absolutely stop at that bookstore so well awesome yeah. it's been Let me know when you do. oh I will it's been wonderful yeah, chatting I'll with you Amanda oh that would be great <laughs> well thank yeah. you for being on the show and uh, thanks for writing such a great book and, and thanks for chatting with us today Oh, you are welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, have a great day. You too.